Appamata and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org. Thank you. Welcome everybody. So I wanted to allow plenty of time and space for our gathering today. It may run a little longer than our usual um, because I want to make sure that we uh, hear you and, um, and that we have a chance to talk. So first I'll give a little introduction and then we'll have a chance to talk about the changes that are coming up. So next month I will turn 72. This signals changes in my body. Hold on. So Joan, you want to go ahead and admit people when they show up. <clears throat> so I have a bit less stamina and energy, as well as there's some changes in my schedule. I'm looking forward to a bit more space in my daily routine and a bit more time for contemplation and writing, uh, which I hope will benefit the Sangha. The pandemic and political chaos and struggle for racial justice and environmental catastrophes and the staggering number of outrages perpetrated by this administration have been a great challenge for our community and for me in attempting to serve it. Meanwhile, of course, the mundane crises and circumstances of ordinary life continue. A Sangha member falls gravely ill, a father dies, the smoke detectors need replacing, a broken tree limb must be removed, it's lunchtime and we're cooking, it's time to walk the dog and the sunset is rose and indigo. <clears throat> and there are freshly fallen pecans all over the front yard. We must guard our minds and be intentional about what they pay attention to. What we pay attention to, in turn, furnishes our minds. Donald Trump has been like a boorish, violent, and terrifying party guest in our minds. Rageful, destructive, and refusing to leave. We must at least make an effort to confine him to a single room in our minds so that we can attend to the rest of our lives. At both the personal level, our work, our families, our households, our neighborhoods, and the public level, building spiritual community, healing the environment, working toward racial justice, and care for immigrant families, and so on. We are responsible, in other words. We need to design our minds and our sangha as carefully and skillfully as an architect designs a house with all of its structures, elements, and systems. Like an architect, we must make sure that it can accommodate the activities that we want to engage in. This raises questions about those activities. How will we grow in wisdom? How will we cultivate compassion? How will we be in relation with others, with ourselves, and with the world we live in? How will we meet fear? and doubt, and anger, and sadness, sickness, and loss? How will we live with perpetual change and uncertainty? How do we come together in harmony with all of our differences and various life circumstances? How do we live our vow? We must clear the old furnishings in our minds, our conditioning, past experiences, views, beliefs, and opinions in order to create a clear space for this work. We need guidance from wise teachers and teachings, but most of all, we need each other. When we are depleted, scared, overwhelmed, <coughs> we're nourished and heartened by our spiritual friendships. When we encourage and inspire others, we are encouraged and inspired ourselves. We find ourselves not alone in a bleak, bitter wasteland of doom and despair, but at home in a luminous field of kindness, generosity, and warm connection. We get to choose. This is not an accident. No matter what the internal or external circumstances, we can choose how to be, how to think, how to speak, how to act, how to connect, and what to care about. So choose well. I am planning to move closer to my family and to spend more time with them, more time writing and in meditation. But I am not abandoning this sangha 
and my wonderful spiritual friendships with all of you. <clears throat> These have so enriched my life with meaning and purpose and care. The exact form my connection and participation will take must still be designed depending on my schedule and my new circumstances. I have done everything I can do to foster a stable Sangha with real depth and leadership and training in a wide range of methods for fostering a wholesome spiritual community of practice. There are so many skillful, resourceful, and caring people supporting you on the board, in the councils, among former head students, and especially with our newly entrusted Dharma, te Dharma teachers, that it's kind of dazzling. When we started, we were a tiny sitting group without a teacher and with no regular programs except Sunday morning zazen and reading a chapter from Joko's book. Now our elastic sangha extends far beyond this small space and enfolds people from so many different places. I'm so pleased about this wonderful development and the technology that makes it possible, a technology that also makes it possible for me to be with my family and also be present with you in this way. So currently, the board is exploring the possibility of purchasing this property, which has been our home for 15 years. I really hope our Sangha can have this permanent home. There are a lot of details to such a transaction, and the board will be providing you with updates about what they're learning. Now, I want to open things up for your questions and concerns, or whatever you'd like to express. Now, ordinarily, we would have breakout rooms and do this in small groups, but I think we all want to hear what everyone has to say. I want to be able to address your questions directly. So let's stay in one group for now, but I'd like to begin conversation cafe style, <clears throat> just to open with each person speaking for just one minute, whatever is in your heart or mind at that moment. So we'll go in alphabetical order by your screen name, which you can see um, if you, um, until it's your turn to speak. That will make things a little bit uh, less background. Um, so each person will speak for one minute, and I'm not going to um, respond right in that minute because that would take too long, but, uh, but we'll hear each person for one minute, and then, um, uh, and then we'll just go alphabetically in order. 38, including You want to be muted. Yeah. Okay, so, um, and then we'll have a general discussion after that. So, uh, and then at that point, raise your hand if there's something that you would like to say. Um, okay, so we'll start. And um, I don't know if you want to time this, Joan, or if you want me to time it. Um, I can time it. Okay. How much time do you want? Each person will get one minute. Okay. And then you, you just, um, we'll just get, have a little tone or a little alarm or something that will let us know that we're going on to the next person directly. So. And what I'll do, sometimes it doesn't sound and so I'll just put my phone up here like that and when you see that, you'll know. Okay. All right. Um, Okay, so we'll start with and we'll end with one minute of silence. Joan, then why don't you go last so you'll be able to time everybody.
that's time. Okay. I had my phone on silence. <laughs> okay. So we'll start with Anne. Unmute yourself. Can you? Oh, okay, so. Here we go. Um, gosh. Um, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling worry that the main driver behind Appamata or within Appamata will become less and less um, present. And so the organization itself will become quieter and quieter and until it's something very small. Um, I'm amazed at how much, how important it is in my life. I'm worried that that is changing. And that I worry that it won't remain as vibrant as um, you're next you're muted she can't unmute herself oh okay so i guess you're gonna have to unmute them joan when it's their uh, they aren't in that order on mine so it's so what order are we doing uh it's alphabetical it's by uh, by the participants so if you click on participants and you have the participants list on the right that list is in alphabetical order well, mine is not. Uh, it's when they came on, but I see Barbara. I'll unmute her. Okay. Then I'll, I'll just tell you who's next. Carlos is after Barbara. Thanks. Uh, well, when I first heard the news, my, my immediate reaction was, was a little anxious, but then it went, Almost immediately, I just felt, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. uh, almost, I'm just so happy for you, Nick. And, you know, the, it's weird. I've been wondering why you hadn't moved to Chicago already, you know. Um, I, I, of course, I hadn't even thought through that you might not be continuing with your usual schedule. But, you know, as kind of a relative newcomer, I just feel like, this song is so strong and there's so many uh, vectors of influence and vibrancy and commitment. Um, I think it is the logical next step and it's, it's, it's perfect timing too. It'll be Carlos and then it'll be Kathy. Hello. Hello. Uh, I am ready. Yeah, for me, it really was a huge surprise to know this new and uh, really unexpected uh, because in some way or another, I was uh, seeing the role that uh, Eric was developing in this anger was so fundamental, so key, so that I, I don't know, I cannot express that is some, I cannot imagine yet uh, this anger without Peck, you know? 
So uh, therefore, I, I am I am in shock as well, and uh, really, uh, I hope that the new leaders that they are coming, they are they they gonna be able. I am sure of that to go ahead with this challenge and. Thank you for the opportunity, Peg. Um, change is difficult for me, and uh, and I know that. So this uh, some anxiety that I I feel uh, is pretty normal for me, um, and. Uh, as you were talking, I'll take some of your words that uh, this is not an accident. Uh, my getting here is not an accident. And, um, and I do remember when a, there were just a few people and we were re reading Joko's book. And when the name was changed to Apamata and care was stressed, I know that that's the way the decisions have been made and and you're continuing to make them that way. And um, this has been virtual for nine, 10 months. And I don't know how it's gonna feel when I know that you're at a distance, but it may be very much the same. And it's up to us, I think. Thank you. Chris Shulman and then Claudine. I don't really have words for how grateful I, I am to you and Flint and the Sangha. It's all become the center of my life that and, and my practice. Um, I didn't go looking for Zen. Lisa Kuntz brought me to it. And um, I sometimes call myself an accidental Buddhist. Yeah. Uh, we're in a world full of uncertainty and thus practice opportunities and Sangha itself is, is providing another one for us. When Flint moved away, I realized it was time for me to grow up <laughs> and stop depending so much on the Sangha and become myself in it and provide the leadership that I can. And um, I'm feeling that again. Thank you, Peg. So it's um, Claudine and then David. I hardly dare express myself being here being with you only for six months since the pandemic i can just say that i met you peg twice for a private uh, discussion and i i met a very deep and large spirit and also a very human and warm person and i really did appreciate you what i can say about the sangha itself is that I found so much natural uh, spiritual friendship in each breakout rooms where I had the chance to participate that I have very strong confidence in the strength of your sangha in this, and in the possibility of going on whatever the arrangement will be and how you will do it. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm done. Be David and then Don. Hey, I don't have too much to say. This is my first visit. Um, oh. I just did orientation. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just did orientation with, I believe it's Anne, and it was a nice experience. And um, I'm trying to kind of prioritize spirituality. As uh, I guess I'm probably not the only person in the pandemic who's looked at themselves and wanted to rearrange things in their lives. Um, it seems like I'm. This is a very interesting first meeting to come to, but I'm. I'm very grateful that there are spaces like this, and I'm interested in in uh, what what this 
environment has to offer. When I first heard that Nick was going to leave, it was a it was a surprise, and um, I was sad. But then it made sense, um, and I then felt um, an excitement about the possibilities for everyone involved. Um, what changes will come. Um, yeah. That's what I have to say. So uh, it's Ed and then Effie. Thank you. Gratitude, blessings. I'm touched to have met this community the 1st of July. And it's been open arms uh, welcoming me to the truth of suffering and impermanence. And the gift of recognizing those has been a uh, a cool, restful path toward truth. I'm very grateful that this community has come together and I have no doubts for it going forward together. I entered at a time when it was scattered in many locations around the world, but united in its intentionality. And that was the most tender quality I felt I haven't found my place yet, um, but I will continue to participate in the unknowing. Um, it's, um, it's a blessing to see a community of conscientiousness move through transition. Um, hi, I've been gone for a while and I'm just trying to come back um, and uh, I guess this is kind of a surprise for me um, and uh, I guess I'll, I have procedural questions like uh, will, will you be less involved in the Sangha because you'll be in a different place just questions that are kind of like that um, since we're all virtual anyways um, but um, I feel that uh, this, this Sangha has a lot of support. It's very active and people are very passionate about it. So I think it's in a good place no matter what happens. Thank you. It'll be Elizabeth S. and Elizabeth Young next. Um, I think when I first heard Peg that you, um, you were moving, um, it, it didn't, I felt a lot of joy and I was excited for you. And because to me, I have only known this Sangha, um, through Zoom. And so I equated, I can move and I can still join, you know, I can still be a part of this Sangha. And I'm kind of thriving in this format because in the breakout rooms, I have met so many members and um, I have so much to learn from everybody. So I'm, I'm just enjoying this format and I'm excited for you. And that's all I have to say. Thanks. 
uh, Elizabeth Young and then uh, Ellen. I didn't know I had to unmute myself anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm, good to see you. I'm waiting. It's so good to see you. I do go by Liz and I know my name says Elizabeth. But... So I'll say that, okay, so in 2008, I was definitely looking and I found Appamata and it was amazing and still is. And I'll relate to a few things that others have said in that my place in the organization has changed, but it's always been very present and always feels like a part of my heart. And uh, so, you know, whether it was now through the Zoom, I feel more connected. Before it was just watching recordings of the Dharma talks on Sunday that I wasn't physically uh, present, but I, you know, I know so many of the people that have devoted the time and learned so many things and I'm grateful for all the things that were given to me by the, the ones that have been trained as teachers by you Peg I mean I, to, oh shoot I have to just say that I, I the driving force Peg has been you know so important but I'm very so happy for you and I think there's a strong base to continue and I regret not seeing you more that's it <laughs> So it'll be Ellen and then Eric, and then Eric Williamson. So um, at first I was of course shocked, sad, um, and, but also um, happy for you, Peg. Um, it, it's completely understandable that making this move. Um, when I start, I'm really grateful for the six years I've had at Appamata in this form. And um, when I first started, what I was, the primary thing I was looking for was a functional, healthy Sangha. I secondarily was also looking for a teacher, but it was the Sangha that I was, I knew I really needed. And so I think that that is something that can continue. Um, like you say, we've got, um, what we need is in place. Um, I, I would say that my whole life is uh, in flux as well. There's the, all these immense changes in the world. And then I would say my personal life. So I'm not sure what my place will be as things uh, evolve, but I'm, I'm there for it. Hello, everybody. Um, who knows what, what, when we're going to end with this, this virus and what's going to come out of it. And, but good things can come out of uncertainty. That's been my experience as old as I am now. Um, we just have to be curious and open, imaginative, with no expectations. Impermanence is something we can truly hang our hat on. I'm really happy for Peg to be with her family and to have some more time so she can work on her creativity. Um, and I'm confident that um, the lay teachers, the Sangha can manage. I, I think it's gonna work out. Thank you very much. It'll be Eric uh, Williamson and then Gail. Hey, good morning. Um, I, I just would like to say to Peg that I so appreciate the care and transparency and uh, trust really is what it feels like to me right now that that she feels confident that she can make this move knowing knowing Peg you know, this is something that would not be a randomly selected act that was unintentional. A lot of thought clearly went into this. And I've, I've really gained a lot of strength in the last couple of weeks, realizing that she has this much faith in us without her 
physical presence here. So that kind of means a lot to me as um, moving forward and and how I contribute and support the Sangha. But, you know, in some ways it feels like a huge act of um, like a a child, a parent letting her child go. (laughs) And uh, it feels supportive, actually, the way I see it now. Thank you. To be Gail and then Joan Mueller. <clears throat> I always um, appreciate when Eric is here because I know that I follow him alphabetically. <laughs> um, Peg, I just want to say to you that uh, I am happy for your move. Um, I'm speaking as a grandmother who moved clear across the country to be with her grandchildren uh, probably about 17 years ago uh, here in in Austin. Um, and about that same time, I discovered uh, Appamata around 2009. Uh, and it's become a spiritual home for me. Um, I did a lot of traveling in, in, for many years, but every time I came back, the Sangha was here. You were here. It provided that stability. And uh, I have deep, deep appreciation. Um, I'm not afraid for the changes. I always think of you, Peg, with your now this idea of putting it on a (laughs) t-shirt. I have really received a lot of um, hmm, wonderful teachings from the people that that are now, you know, the lay teachers and everybody that I've come to know. And I have every confidence that it's going to work out. I feel even more connected than I used to because I don't have to drive an hour back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think that's one minute. Thank you. It'll be Joan Mueller and then um, Joel Barna. I'm glad I get a second chance because I really don't know what to say. And it's off the top of my head. Um, I'm one of the older members in the Sangha, and my husband's even older than that. So this Zoom thing is working so well for us, and I have no idea how active I'll be when it becomes uh, in person. We'll just see how it goes and how much I'm able to do. But I have appreciated, and I still appreciate, all the people I've met and growing with watching people, skies. And for Peg's leadership and Flint, and knowing that they're going to be available in these little boxes like this. <laughs> I'm just grateful that we have this adventure ahead of us and that Peg's creativity has a chance in have more space. There should be Joel and then Kim. Um, I I feel that it, that I uh, share the anxiety about erosion that uh, Anne Lipscomb mentioned before. That you know, and it's something that that I have felt just in this Zoom era, but. I also have a very strong sense of what Peg does, uh, and I, I would I would say that that is that she provides joyful, energetic, and creative ways to connect with ancient teachings. She does that over and over again, and uh, she calls that forth from us as well. I, I'm just thinking of of um, the wonderful. Uh, group or class that that Robin and Tasha and Sandra and uh, and I'm leaving somebody out and I apologize uh, uh, the, the, the liberating Dharma group uh, which is fits all those descriptor descriptors that I just gave and that um, okay my time is up but Peg I I'm happy for you and I believe that we can continue and that working together we can 
draw on your leadership and keep going. Thank you. So years ago, I heard a talk by a CEO about how the real test of a leader was how well the organization could do when the leader left. And um, I think Peg has done a fantastic job at empowering all of us to do what we could can. Um, I was part of a Missouri Zen Center where the main teacher lived in Japan and he just came back for vacations. Mm -hmm. And uh, it ran very well. So it was nice and comforting to have that experience that such a place exists. And I also heard a talk about Aboriginal groups who uh, they would never have a leader as we know it, but somehow they were able to function. So it's not necessarily even um, necessary to have one leader for an organization. And then fourth is, you know, at first I felt regret and then I felt, well, this is an opportunity for me to see what I can do and how I can connect to others. So this will be um, Christine and then Lori. Hello. I met Peg about a year ago, I think. Um, it was accidental on my part, but a really good friend introduced me. So it was very intentional also. Um, and it, it came at a critical time and it has really, Peg and the Sangha has been very important to me, even though I haven't been around a lot. Um, I just found out two days ago that Peg was leaving. I had my last, one of my, the last meeting I had with Peg, she gave me some very good practice advice. So I've been off practicing and uh, came back and was like, oh no. Um, but also I know one of the things that Peg, you know, emphasized to me when I started here was that the, the structure and how the Sangha is, has been set up so that, um, you know, there are many leaders and many qualified people and um, when I met Peg, I was, a I am a practitioner, but I'm also was wanting to be um, someone that, that helped others on the path. Um, and I still hope for that. And I still hope to learn from Peg and every one of you who has learned from her as well. Um, so I don't know what my path is here at Appamata, but um, I will say that the, the first time I stepped into the, the building, I felt this great sense of calm. So thank you all for your work. Uh, Lori and then Loris. Good morning. Um, I'm very grateful, Peg, that you are offering this meeting this morning um, so we can all come together around this evolution. So I, too, was shocked when you the news to us about you moving. Um, at the same time, I do feel uh, very happy for you, very happy for the opportunity to be with family and um, have a stronger connection there at presence and with your granddaughter. Um, <clears throat> I also uh, feel some anxiety around it and just the uncertainty just change itself and that's a, that's what happens in life. We feel uncertain. There is uncertainty. So it's another opportunity to practice with that. Um, I know I've had a very strong uh, connection with you for good lord. <laughs> that went my best. <laughs> we continued it another time. <laughs> so it'll be Loris and then Lisa. I just want to 
wanted to say that I am very grateful to you, Peg, and also to Flint for creating Appamata in the first place. And um, I know an enormous amount of time and energy and love has gone into keeping it going. And um, I, I, I'm somewhat anxious about things, but I also feel that things will continue and that Appamata will continue to thrive because of what has the basis that has been created here. So, um, and I'm glad that through uh, Zoom and all the new technologies that we'll be able to uh, stay in touch with you and uh, go forward. So uh, again, I'm just uh, appreciative for all that's been done and appreciative for the Sangha and for um, the ability, my ability to be able to stay in it. So, you know, I've gone through my own health issues. And so it's nice to know that uh, it's here and that I can come back to it. So thank you so much. Lisa and then Maria. Um, a deep bow to the Sangha and to you, Peg. Um, I'm new. I came about 10 years ago in person several times, but started in earnest in March. And um, I was startled by the depth of my sadness when I found out you were leaving. And I think it is in part due to uh, realizing what a tremendous uh, venue, what a, the teachers, uh, you and Flint, and I was, you know, anticipating and looking forward to, to learning more from you, which I think will continue once you're gone. Uh, and um, yeah, just thank you very much. You've created a beautiful, wonderful space, and uh, it's been a very nurturing experience for me. So thank you. Deep bow. <laughs> so it will be uh, Maria and then Mary. Hi. <laughs> um, I've been connected through Appamada for, for many years through the uh, Nothing Missing, Missing Sangha in the UK and the Just This Sanghas and through Flint and the retreats from a distance. And it's been quite an amazing time to actually, since March, be part of meeting you all closer online. And it's, and I, I honestly can say it's been one of the most richest times of my life and the richest time of my deepening practice. And that was all online and all on Zoom. And I, and I feel like I've gotten so close to so many of you, like Joan and meeting, you know, Laurie and, and you know, Kim and, you know, so many of you that I have no doubt that this Sangha will just be held. And Peg, you've always led from the middle, <laughs> uh, not from the back, not from the front, from the middle, from the heart. And I believe your heart's always going to be in here and it's in your blood. And you'll always be coming in and popping in no matter in what capacity. But it's, it's just an incredible Sangha, an incredible community. And I'm so blessed to be a part of it. So thank you. Mary and then Melanie. Well, I am just so grateful to be a part of this community. And um, when I did hear that you were learning, leaving, I had, you know, a multitude of responses. One was just first was like, wow. And then it was, you know, another part was, oh, no. And then it was like, oh, I'm happy and yikes. And so there's this culmination. And you know, I also realized that I've learned so much that it was like they all were able to gather around the campfire and be able to be heard. And that is something that I've learned in here. Yeah. And um, as we are doing right now, everybody's around the campfire, so to speak, having their voice. And, and I love that. And I have a sense that, you know, um, the transmission of the Dharma to the head students is been so you know tangible and that it is going to still be forthcoming and unfolding and i look forward to that and i'm i'm so happy that peg in your last years you're looking towards how am i going to spend my life and i'm i'm just i'm really ecstatic for that and i you know know that there may be some sea legs for the sangha 
as we, you know, just as we did on this new platform and it continues to unfold in the uncertainty. And I'm welcoming that and I'm so grateful for everybody. Um, I feel so connected and I think through our creativity, we'll gain more clarity on what this is gonna look like each day. So I'm, I'm very happy for um, the continued growth. So thank you all. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm mainly associated with the Austin Zen Center um, where Peg started and Flint as well. And Peg has come and done talks and participated in retreats. Um, I, I've kind of been on the fringes of both groups after um, the teacher there, Kosho, left. And it, I, I suffered a lot. <laughs> I'm still suffering <laughs> after he was gone. Um, but what I see at Appamata, I Peg, I see in you, I think you stand in a fierce truth. I feel like somehow you're approachable at the same time that you have your lack of doubt about the, the, the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, which I heard Linda Ruth Cutts yesterday say that, that the triple, you need all three, the triple treasure, and you can't reach liberation without all three, which no, I'd never heard anyone say that before. And I feel like you and Flint and all of you at Appamata are doing that. Uh, and you're doing Sangha in a way, the kind of care and help. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It really feels tangible and I so appreciate it. And, and maybe it's time for me not to be on the fringes anymore. Um, I, I also appreciate Peg, how you're writing. I, I appreciate words and I love hearing your writing and hearing you speak your writing. Um, and I also appreciate that you're being an example of how to transition in life. I mean, you did that when you left the Austin Zen Center and started Appamata. You did it when you left UT and left the writing center in this great shape. And um, I work at UT and uh, I am, I'm so happy for you that you can have this example. I, I think also your design and planning side uh, is quite helpful to everyone. And me, thank you. <laughs> So, Anne, are you timing now? It'll be uh, Mino and then Mirren. Hey, everyone. Um, makes me so happy to, uh, to see all of you. Um, Sunday mornings haven't been something that I've uh, been regularly attending since the, uh, the Zoom era. Um, but it just uh, makes me feel so warm to see so many people who I, I know and haven't seen in a long time and also people who I've never met before. Um, and it's so exciting. Um, I felt a lot of different ways since hearing about your move, Peg. Um, but overall, I'm so happy for you. And uh, I'm also excited to see how this ever-changing Sangha continues to change. Um, and to, uh, yeah, with all of you, those I, those I know already and those I, I don't yet know. Thank you. So it'll, it's Mirren and then Nate Smalley. Well, um... I think I I joined Apamata. I think I think it was 2014, and I was living in Georgetown, and I attended every morning and Sundays. And my grandchildren and children live in Austin, so I needed to move, and uh, so I did move. And one of the reasons that helped me was knowing that Apamata was here in Austin. So I had Apamata, and I had my grandkids. And um, so even if I have this past year have not been very engaged, I am certainly rejoining. I trust that this will continue. I have faith. I mean, the caliber of people in the councils is amazing. Uh, well, let alone Peg, you and Flint. So I uh, have faith that everything will go fine. I do miss the central market breakfast. Oh. And I was thinking, you know, when this comes, I commit to being in charge of that. 
I will be there reserving the table. And, and I was thinking maybe we can do that in Zoom as well. I'm not sure how. Uh, certainly, I will have to ask you a question about some technology difficulty I'm having with before this meeting. But uh, anyhow, thank you so much, Ben. <laughs> Uh, I remember going to an intensive and at the end of the intensive, it's just uh, Pekarsky said, uh, we hit the lottery in having these two, referring to Peg and Flint. Uh, and so I think my first reaction on all this is gratitude. Uh, just and gratitude personally, my life is fundamentally different than it was five years ago before I moved to Austin and came here. Um, and I think about what Flint and you have offered and I sort of see Flint as this uh, centrifugal force offering, taking us out. And you're sort of the centripetal force keeping us together in cohesion. Uh, and I'm really curious now about what does it look like uh, to, have, to sustain those beautiful forces? Um, so I think that's where I am now, mostly just curious what's next, uh, because this could be a really interesting adventure. I hope so. So Olivia and then Paul. I want to say that when I came to Oklahoma, um, I had a practice. I live in New Mexico. Uh, I, I attended Pia here and there. And I was at Oklahoma numerous times. And I enjoyed uh, that aspect. I feel like everything Melanie said in terms of that we need each other. Um, but I was already connected to this practice, uh, what, what it has, and uh, it will not end. It cannot end. But additionally, it does not hurt at all that I have a strong connection to Pam, even though we've only been together a few times. Uh, and I really appreciate, uh, hopefully I will be taking Jukai in March and, and that and I will be inviting anyone who wants to zoom in at that time. So thank you very much. I appreciate everyone here and I want to continue from the Zoom. I appreciate the fact that we do have Zoom. Had it not been for that, I've heard beautiful voices today in a purpose that I'm doing, that we're all doing, headed in a wonderful direction. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be Robin and Rosemary next. Peg, I want to say thank you personally. Oh, oh. Yeah. Thank you personally for making this space available and uh, in particular for, for uh, that I found that I found uh, Appomata. And um, initially when I heard your news, I definitely have to acknowledge that I was sad and worried and concerned about what the future is. But um, I continue to practice and um, all the lessons that you teach and that we, the Sangha, learn together um, in applying those lessons I've been able to recognize since the news that you're leaving I've been able to recognize that that's what you've been teaching uh, the changes that, that that occur regularly and um, how to accept that and then uh, as well as just accepting the the uncertainty of the change the love that we and you and the uh, Sangha have um, I'm so very appreciative of, of having found and be a part of this and look forward to continuing in the new format. Um, I was thinking this year began amazingly um, for some of us um, at retreat when the three teachers, Laurie, Todd, and um, Joel were interested. And for those of us that were able to be at the ceremony, it's 
Um, Lot has, has some ancient sort of mysterious bits and of course has modern bits and there was laughter and tears and um, it was also about change. Um, and I had sat by the three of those teachers for gosh, 15 years and, um, and now we sit in this way. Um, I guess I wanna call out that this practice I think of that ceremony because this practice is so much older than us and even maybe what at least I can fathom easily and that it is carried forward warm hand to warm hand or long zoom to long zoom um, and it is still happening and Peg has um, been carrying that baton. And when I think that this began with her, just I'll just take away the living room furniture and we'll set up a few little places. I feel like we've been dinner guests that have um, stayed on and on. And our host has been very magnanimous. Um, but that also part of this practice is being a bodhisattva, you know, giving up one's home, but also knowing when to take care for oneself. And that is um, the line that I know I practice with quite a lot of um, in this practice. And finally, I love, love, love hearing so many of you express um, a call to step in and step up and um, know that those of us that may be perceived as teachers or old timers or someone who knows something or even God forbid wise, um, uh, or just weary from practice, that we all began with one toe in, one toe out, at least for a little while. And that um, anyone can be um, a monitor, um, and so many of you have, we're not even bound by uh, continents anymore. And there's so many ways to volunteer and be involved, and councils will continue to form in the future. So I think it's a real call for all of us to consider, not in an immediate way, but in an ongoing practice unfolding way, what is what is the call to be engaged? What is the call to my role in this community? Um, this is an opportunity for opening and stepping forward and um, leaning in um, and, and supporting our teacher in her heart. And finally, I've totally overspoken my time, but Many of you don't know this, Peg is an amazing and stunning poet. And I hope that her poet side will also get some time. <laughs> she shakes her head. This is wrong. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so Rosemarie and then Scott. Hi, um, as some of you know, I'm very new to the practice and um, I came to the Sangha through Flint uh, in March, and totally new to meditating, no less then. And um, so I only know the Sangha virtually and um, I know Peg a little bit, but it's been an amazing experience. Um, and I, my thought is that um, the, the experience that I'm having with the, the culture of this Sangha has to have been infused with, with Flint and Peg. So it's there. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it um, I'm real happy for you, Peg. This, this move makes, it makes perfect sense. And um, the one thing that is certain is change. And um, change can be, change can be a little scary sometimes. Change can be a little worrisome, but I think that the organization, the, the community that you and Flint and everyone else has built is strong and vibrant. And I think that, um, like so many other people said today, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I know that the one, the silver lining of this whole lockdown we've been in is that we have found that we can connect 
through, through distance, we can connect and it can be strong and it can be a meaningful thing for us. So, uh, Shashi and then Susan. So, last two people. Hi, Pike. Looks like everyone has covered everything. Um, change is inevitable and it creates a lot of uncertainty, anxiety, uh, but things do work out. Um, uh, your teachings and your guidance, I can't thank you enough being so wonderful. Um, I know that you will do your best to stay involved as much as you can um, with Abamada. And I'm really happy for you. I really am. And I wish you much joy and happiness with your family. Um, I had to make similar decision three years ago when I moved here to Austin from Houston. Um, I had to let go of my, my Zen center and my Sangha, which I loved so much. But this was the best decision that I made, one of the best decisions I've made of my life, uh, being close to my son, my family. And um, I do see that um, we, have we have strong ties within the Appamata Sangha and, um, and um, a lot of experience, longtime members. I feel confident after the first hurdles, this, when the strong, with the strong waves, when the strong waves will subside, a different, a different but a new and better Appamata will emerge. Uh, with your and Flint's guidances, and we will look forward to your visits in person. <laughs> so, with that, um, thank you so much. Thank you. So, Susan, and then then it'll be Joan who went last, and she was the hostess. Well, I hardly know how to add to what everybody has said. Um, my heart is full of both sadness and gratitude gratitude for um, your teachings, Peg, but also for the Sangha and um, what we are. Um, I think that somehow the pandemic is kind of calling us all forward in some way. It's a time of shift, of intensified shift. Shift is always happening, but um, even more so now. Uh, I also am take what you're doing to be a model for us, not just in the words you say to us, but the way you have, are living your life. And really, I feel an invitation to, and a reminder to uh, be intentional, pay attention to what I'm doing with my life. Um, and for all of that, I'm just so grateful. So, hardly know what to say. <laughs> did David want to say something? David, did you, you yeah, because, you're, because right. you're together and you weren't on the list, so. Yeah, no, I just want to say I'm happy for you, Peg. And um, I think that, like, I feel like this will really call us forth as a Sangha. I mean, we are Apamata. Everyone that has spoken here today is vitally important to the Sangha. And uh, this is an opportunity for us to embody and enact the things that we've learned. So it can be exciting, um, an exciting time. And so um, I'm looking forward to the time when we can be physically in the in, in the house there and you come to visit and lead a, an intensive. I yes. think it would be great. <laughs> Wonderful. So John, did you get hooked back up? Did you lost her there for a minute. Yep, there she is. But we don't have sound from you. <laughs> it shows that her sound is on. I don't know what's yeah. happening. Something at her end, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. It's wonderful to hear all of your voices. I'm glad we did this, even though it took a little bit longer than we usually spend. Um, 
And uh, it means so much to me to hear your support for the Sangha and your commitment to the Sangha. That is the, the crucial thing. So, uh, so how we go forward, I'm not dead yet. So, um, but this reminds me of a new model for um, transition of businesses where sole proprietors sell the business to their employees and stay as advisors. And so they stay connected as advisors, but they are not you know, caught up in the day-to-day -day operations and they can actually retire. So it's kind of a little bit like that, right? So the Sangha is so strong and so um, committed. I'm quite confident. I don't have any doubts whatsoever. And I hope that uh, hearing each other has uh, calmed some of your own concerns or anxieties about how things will go forward. We have a great, great Sangha and it's very well developed, very well organized, and has a lot of depth in the leadership. So I have complete confidence in that. And we're not dead yet, neither Flint nor I. So, uh, so we continue to be involved in the ways that we, uh, that we love to be. And we, uh, we love all of you, and we want, we want you to be happy and to thrive, and we want the Sangha to thrive. So we definitely will be working on that, uh, on that end of things. So, yeah. So we ran so late. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna do service because we're so past our time. And I, I, I am very grateful that you were willing to stay. And um, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. I'll be bouncing around with a little puppy. So she's not so little anymore. She's getting big. Kind of a worry for me. So <laughs> I still have to manage her. So. Um, so, so uh, probably what I'll do in uh, uh, the sort of future meetings with GZO is let people um, uh, schedule time and uh, on their own schedule. I won't put up a separate like doodle thing, but if people want to come and meet her, just text me. Let me know what's a good time for you, and um, and I'll be happy to uh, to connect that way. Yeah. So, so I need to send more photos. Oh my God. Yes. Well. The problem with photos with Jizo is she's so fascinated by the camera that you basically get her nose. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get things focused, there's the nose and, and the eyes are like right there in front of the camera. <laughs> so I'm trying to capture some moments. I'll send some. But, uh, but there's the shared album. I haven't been really um, adding anything the last week or so, but yeah. Anyway. Have a, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. I can, I'm immensely grateful to hear your voices, and, um, and I hope it was really heartening and inspiring for you guys to hear voices. Some people who have been, you know, not as uh, sort of central, um, and it's wonderful to hear from you and to hear your uh, continued connection to the Sangha, and that's a great thing to know. Okay. All right. And this isn't the last time we'll meet like this. This isn't the last time we'll talk about this. Um, I just wanted to get the ball rolling and get us started so we can have some confidence in our way forward and, uh, and we'll continue to keep you updated too about what the board's discovering as far as the purchase of the property and all of that uh, unfolding. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please have a great day. And I too miss the Central Market brunch and I also miss this, the Cherrywood breakfast tacos on Friday morning. So we have to reinstitute those things. Those are institutions and the potlucks. All right, take care. We'll see you everybody.